When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. The powerful 3-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure... The Isuzu D-Max is born to play. It's Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Uh, it sure is. Crunch time thanks to Red Rooster. New spicy wings feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to play. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, including 10.53am SEN Track Brisbane and 16.20am SEN Gold Coast, as well as all of the listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. If you're listening belatedly, we appreciate your ears along for the journey. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Hello and welcome to everyone out there on this Saturday and it is all happening. We'll get to the COVID situation very, very shortly, but I'm pleased to say off the back fence, he's wound up. He's at his 17 pies. He's good to go. Mark Spud Carroll. G'day, Spuddy. Good uh, afternoon. It's 12 o'clock. Um, mate, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit angry. Yeah, why? I've just had a bad end of the week, yeah. you know. Yeah, Gladys tell me I've got to close down Spud's gym yeah. because of that clown who was the limo driver. Yeah. He put everyone into disarray and uh, no save origin gig tomorrow at the Star. I was looking forward to that for twoies. <laughs> Going to have a couple of beers and watch the footy. Yeah, that's been kind of My main thing I'm really just, uh, the concerned about, and as I said, I've, you know, I've been doing a little bit of music lately. Uh, we booked him for another gig. Yeah. It's been canned. Gone. It's oh, been good. gone. It's gone. Uh, by the way, seven origins for Spud between 1995 and 1999. Uh, Brett Finch in the field goal. Brett field goal, Finch. Uh, three origins. <laughs> F- <yeah. laughs> How are you, Finch, man? I'm good. G'day, Joel. G'day, Spud. Good to be here. Hey, man. Um, origin around the corner, mate. Not mm. far away. So uh, looking forward to it. And uh, I'm a bit like Spud, right? The, the lockdowns, they affect me because I usually have the uh, cash gigs, the sports yeah. luncheons. Yeah, yeah. And when you're married, that's about your only line of yes. uh, of cash is the cashies. Yeah. You should tell your missus, you know, I'm only getting a thousand. Where well, you might be getting fifteen hundred. You know what I mean? That's so exactly you, right. You take a bit off the bit of fat off the side, but um, unfortunately for me, I'm back to square one and. I uh, got my hand out trying to get a bit of cash off the missus today to go have a punt. Good luck. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Steve's listening in from Perth. Thank you very much, Steve. And you can text us anytime you like, by the way, 0457 736 736. We're going to talk about that field goal later, but also uh, we won't go into the minutiae detail of a certain time overseas where uh, a bartender had your field goal being shown up on the big screen. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. The Sydney COVID, COVID update, not good. So we're up to 29 cases. And there's a cabinet meeting, I believe, right now. And you can basically bet your bottom dollar, people. I think we're going into a full lockdown. You really feel that? Yeah. I think we're going to. I think it's. Let me, 29, how many? 29? 29. There's 55,000 people tested, which is an amazing figure. Yeah. But 
That doesn't do the research, or you're pretty good with stats. How many, what's that, 0.1% or something? Oh, probably less. Uh, but this strain, this new strain, it is absolutely airborne. Like, it is. Mm. Uh, so uh, we'll have an update, hopefully, throughout the program. Sugar, can I just mention, our, our man Brooksy, um, he lives in Willara, just down the road from mm. the Lord Dudley, and it's obviously one of the COVID hotspots. We can see him, I can see him over there on the screen. Yeah. He looks very relaxed, having to work from home. Yeah. Uh, on this Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Uh, is, that, is that a picture of Kramer in the background yeah. there? It, it, it is. It, it, I bet you it says he's a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. Yeah. Kramer, so that's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm having them on the walls. The there he is. Uh, he's, he's only coming to us via uh, pictures for us, so you can't see him back there, but he's um, obviously a big part of this. Amen. How are you, young fella? Oh, very well. Glad to be out and about. Yeah. Uh, might not be able to be out and about. In nah, a little while. Nah. So. And the timing for school holidays is impeccable, yeah. isn't it, with oh, these lockdowns? Uh, I think it's going to happen, I, ladies I and gentlemen. A, I had a lockdown when I retired. It went from 2014 <laughs> to 2018. Also, also known as the black dog effect. But uh, yeah. I locked myself down for about four years. It was fantastic. Yeah, self-appointed. <laughs> uh, by the way, last night, I, th- I thought the every year it gets better and better and better. And we're talking about the women's state of origin, which has uh, provided great debate. Should there be three origins now for the women? Queensland maintain the shield. They go back to back, eight points to six. Uh, there was a leg pull penalty in the final minute, which gave the Maroons the win. Uh, Ali Brigginshaw, she led the Maroons once again. She lifts that shield. And uh, a young star, uh, Destiny Brill, the dummy half, she scored the try for Queensland. She barreled over from dummy half and she looked threatening all night. She scored the Maroons try. Isabella Kelly, she played a, a Tommy Turbo role, didn't she, gentlemen? She was popping up. She was a left centre, Isabel Kelly, but quite often found herself on the right-hand side of the field. She was strong again. And uh, you know what? What I loved about this game, and this is how far it's coming, there was a kick by the halfback for New South Wales, Tamara Zahara, and it looked, was on her own 30. It looked like an NRL kick every day of the week. There was catches. Some of those catches over the top of your head, which are very hard to see, yep. and to catch, they were catching them. Uh, there was kicks under a lot of traffic. So the women's game, I've got to say, has come a long, long way, and it was a very, very good game to see. Did you blokes see the spectacle? Yeah, I did. I thought it was um, pretty good in those conditions too. Wet conditions. No one really likes playing in wet conditions, but I'll tell you what I love. It's about the fence. Some of those girls, God, they can whack. Yeah. Defensively, they're technique-wise, but as you said, Joel, even general kicking, there was a couple of great kicks in general play, but even goal kicking, yeah. one from the sideline. Yep. Um, they've certainly gone to another level with their footy. Oh, the Queensland uh, kicker, the name's eluded me at this point in time, but it was a strike that you ultimately provides the match winner. It was a brilliant, brilliant kick. Uh, so well done there. Uh, Finchie, now, you've got an out of mate here. You got invited around to a mate's house last night to watch the origin. What happened? Yeah, I'd be made to. We usually might maybe catch up every now and again on Fridays. He just lives around the corner. And he goes, come, mate, look forward, come over after work. We'll, he texts me yesterday afternoon, we'll watch footy. We'll get some pizzas, watch the footy. So, yeah, right. I said, geez, he's getting in early. Like, there's lunchtime Friday. Yeah. Um, so, we're about to go on air. So, just sweet for the footy tonight. I said, yeah, yeah, sweet for the footy, mate. I yeah. said, yes. You know, that's yeah. now it's two in three hours. Like, yeah. yeah. You you dropped me off at about six thirty, and you be phone ringing. He's where are you? Where are you? I said, mate, I'm just getting home from like relax. He's sitting there and ready to go. He thought it was the uh, the Sunday state of origin. He thought it was the boys. I said, in what world? Like, in what planet are you living in on? What world? In what world? Don't you know the Sunday's the origin? He couldn't believe it. I said, I will have a few beers anyway. And and the girls did great. I tell you what, that Annabelle uh, Isabel Kelly. Yeah, she is like she's just so good to watch. She's an athlete. Yep. Um, tremendous player. I tell you what, I thought the the, the standard of the footy gone through the roof. Yeah. But just the awareness around it, like 
Uh, we was unfortunately it was wasn't, uh, wasn't a try. The one uh, Jess Surges dropped from the kick. It would have been a fantastic oh, try, yeah. but they've gone down that left side and a few players were falling in tackles on the, and the awareness that was last tackle and was flicking out the back. Yeah, and and then the the crossfield kick, knowing that the, the defence had come up, it was just superb. So. Um, the pesky Queensland has got the job done, but geez, I thought the Blues really stuck it to them and, and they were the underdogs. Yeah, I also like uh, the idea of uh, sort of full package. The, the, the referee was a lady yep. and the two coaches were ladies. Um, just their input. I know they've got sidekicks with regards. I know Tubes, Your man, Tubes. Tubes, uh, the angry ant, he's, uh, he's with the Newcastle, New, New, New South Wales side. So I'm sure his input would have been immense, but I just think it was good. I thought the referee did a really good job. Uh, Kezi Apps was not too happy about the penalty. Let's have a listen to what the back row for New South Wales, Kezi Apps, had to say. I'm going to watch my words. <laughs> um, look, I, I, I thought she was milking it. Um, and, I, yeah, it's, um, it's, just, it's just a really bad way to end a game. Um, yeah, leave it at that. That's pretty much what I said. Uh, yeah, so not happy at all. And you know what? It um, it wasn't a good way to finish. It was nah. a terrific spectacle, but it was a not the finish you wanted, was it? Yeah, it's it's one of those tough ones. Like, yeah, if you're a Blues supporter, you you're filthy. Yeah, but if you're if if that was happened to the Blues, I'd expect a penalty too. Yeah. So, but but it's a poor way to finish. It was a soft penalty, but um, against Spade, like. You know, you, you know how how big those Origin camps are to come down to yeah. a just the whole build up to come down to, you know, a pretty soft decision in the end to cost you an Origin is, is pretty devastating. Yeah, the emotion you see after the, the game, the loss, the girls in in tears. Yeah. Um, in rugby league, you don't see much. Only a couple of big blokes like myself. I, I was a bit of a tearer, but yeah. you can see the how how much it meant from. Um, as you said, it's uh, in, they're going to camp. They have they have the same sort of preparation as we do, in, in, as in uh, the, the boys, but. Yep. Um, no one likes losing. Uh, Tuvi, of course, part of the Blues squad too, and he was quite uh, animated up there, which was great to see. Uh, this is Crunch Time, by the way, brought to you by Isuzu, the three-litre Isuzu D Max Born to Live and Red Rooster. Try their new spicy wings. The Rooster's calling. I do like a spicy wing, if you don't mind. Boys, what do you think about the fact in the chat around uh, an Origin series for the women? What do you like about that? I think it's a it's a must. Yeah. You know, like it's a the games are so close. You know and. Spud, Spud played in more than mine, but before that dominance of Queensland, I think when I played my first game in 2004, there was Queensland had one more victory. So that was since 1981 to 2004. Yeah. Queensland had won one more game. And the four and against was like six, seven points difference. Wow. Oh, that was in 50, yeah. uh, sorry, 20 odd years of, of footy. Obviously. So 60 odd games. Yeah. yeah. And there was only one or two, um, you know, points separating the four and against the whole side. So. So no, no, that's over the, the lifetime of Origin, and it's, the same applies with women. Eight six. Yeah, there's like Queensland aren't that much better than us. So I thought we should have won that. I thought we were the better team, mm. uh, and the best of three certainly settles that debate. That's right. Yeah, absolutely right, Spudley. Yeah, I like to see. Um, why can't they be the opening of State of Origin? Why can't they play before the yeah. boys? You know, the, these these people out there, the supporters that we're trying to look after, they pay ridiculous money for for tickets. They might be over 120 bucks a ticket. Give them money for value. Yeah, get two games from. Yeah, you know, don't bad pre entertainment. Yeah, just, instead of watching Tim and Maddie or something like no, that. Seriously, uh, <laughs> Tim and Maddie. Yeah. I guarantee you that, that and they'll, they'll get a massive crowd in there at the start. It would just be a great atmosphere. It's not, it'd only be better for the the girls in in terms of uh, the promotion of their game as well on, yeah. on the big stage. Now, gentlemen, I was reading this morning. I think it was in the Sydney Morning Herald. I'll, I'll double check that. But uh, 
Uh, Brad Fittler, it was actually, Andrew Webster wrote the article, and it was about the fact that Tommy Turbo, um, and this was, Anthony Minicello used to do this. It was a reaction test. And a lot of drivers do yeah. that, where these yeah. lights come on, you've got to hit the reaction test. And apparently Tommy Turbo is twice as quick as anyone in the Blue Squad with this reaction test. And it made me think about, was there any sort of quirky training things you did back in the day that were different to, you know, what, what you'd expect? Uh, I mean, it started many years ago with the truck tyres. People used to tackle the truck tyres. <laughs> but was there any funky stuff you used to do back in the day for training? Oh. So it was the lights and Anthony Minicello, who was, it was his um, optometrist who suggested he do that. Anthony Minicello. Do you remember him doing that sort of thing, Finchie? He, he changed his whole training. He's always a hard trainer, me. Yeah. Always a hard trainer. But on the back of a few years, he had those back injuries. Um, his diet changed. He, you know, he, he met his now wife, Terry, so that, yeah. like his whole off-field, um, you know, cut back his drinking. His food was tremendous. He, he did different types of training. Um, so he changed his whole way about how he looked at his footy, which certainly... Um, Prolonged his career and got him back from, from serious, um, you know, spinal injuries yeah. he had midway through his career. Tim Sheens, uh, little, he was always an innovator, Tim mm. Sheens. In fact, I heard Maddie speaking about it yesterday with Andrew Johns, and they're talking about Craig Bellamy, who Cooper Johns had said that he will most certainly attack the young fellas in front of everyone, but say a Dale Finucane, mm. he would never do that. And Tim Sheens was the same. And Bellamy probably got that from Tim Sheens, given that Bellamy played under Tim Sheens, where he would hammer the young blokes but he would never hammer the older blokes. But if, if the older blokes did something wrong, he would hammer them heavily uh, in privacy. But he was a v- very much an innovator, Tim Sheens, where, you know, the beep test where you go to one end, beep, and go to the other end, beep, and away you go. Well, what he would do every level, he'd put a tackling bag at each end. And at the start of every level, you had to tackle a bag because that's how often you would mm. make a tackle in a game, so to speak. So things like that. So if you think of any quirky things that uh, players used to do, let us know on the text line, 0457 736 736. You're just repeating the COVID numbers. Uh, 29 new cases in New South Wales, 55,227 tests in the past 24 hours. So there you go. And um, it's... It doesn't seem like much, 29, but that, as we know in the past, that can quickly get out of hand, the 29 over the 55,000 cases uh, that we have seen in the COVID. So that is 0.0005%. Is it? Yeah. So <laughs> next it was to, close. Yeah, next to bugger all. Uh, there you go. Have your say on the open line too, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. I mean, on that question you asked before, mate, I'm, I'm too much of a dinosaur to go back, finger back. Uh, my first coach, I had Tim Machines. Uh, he saw me when I was 19, and then I had um, Ron Willie. Yeah. And then Len Stacker. But when I got the Manly with uh, Bozo, uh, he was he was ahead of the field, but I probably learnt more off out of um, Tom Radonikas in camp, actually, um, learning uh, how to play golf. But it was a drinking golf I'm, game. I'm golf. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you had to keep up, like you know, yeah. hole in ones and par threes, <laughs> and so it was it was a, a unbelievable experience. But uh, Tommy, uh, he had no special features of no. uh, tapping screens. Just grab a beer and have a go. That's it. And um, uh, by the way, uh, text messages coming through, boys. I need a tip today. My horse just got scratched. Yeah, send through. It is a Saturday. We're going to be having a punt. I tell you what, I could have had more of a bet today. I had a lot of multis, boys. Mm. Tamika Upton to score a try. Yeah. We're at the end of the game. Oh, so Dad had a couple of quiet ones at home, and uh. we're all downstairs in the man cave watching the the footy. And I said, "Guys, I need Tamika Upton to score." And Tamika Upton scores, and I've did a bit of a dance yeah. in front of the kids. <laughs> I've gone upstairs, and they're going, "Dad, obstruction!" I said, "No way!" I come back and look. I looked at it. Nah, it looked all clear to me. Went back and got the drink. 
And a lot of my multis were Tamika yeah. Upton into this horse, oh. Tamika Upton into Teddy anytime try scorer, Tamika Upton, and she had it taken from her. I couldn't believe hey, it. Are you one of those? Are you bitter then, or you just nah. get on with it? Nah, just get on with it. There's some people who feel they get filthy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, no, I don't get bitter. Nah. Don't get bitter, get better. That's <laughs> what you got to do. Uh, guys, do you really believe that the refereeing was good in last night's game? I thought the referee favoured the Toads all night long, and the last-minute decision to penalise New South Wales just topped off her performance. New South Wales was the best team in the night, but again, we were beaten by uneven refereeing. We've found the female version of Barry Gomesall. Uh, Michael from Bomb Beach. Oh, Belinda Sharp cop that. Uh, I thought it was fair enough. I, I, you know what? I don't think it was Belinda's best game. Uh, it wasn't uh, the worst either, but anyway, uh, we she do. She doesn't got any facial hair, has she? <laughs> Barry Gomesall. No, yeah. um, no, 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 Belinda. No, no. Hey, Spudley, by the way, on um, training, et cetera, mm. you had the, the sheriff. Yes. What was he like to, to play under? Unbelievable. Yeah. The sheriff was, uh, he'd do a thousand sit-ups. He, um... He had no abs, but he just threw a thousand setups. But he had some great uh, one-liners. He'd always yeah. he'd be, he was a he was a great part of Bozo. Um, he he just chased things all the time. He was the best at swapping gear. So I remember we were on tour in uh, in '95, mm. um, and yeah, you get extra gear, Australian gear, yeah. right? And you might get three tracks. It's be really need three. You might have no. one extra one. So he'd go around all the shops and swap for a pair of jeans, jacket, right? And the man is oh, in the actual department yeah. store oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mate, he was the king. <laughs> was he was the king. But so I thought I'm gonna have a crack at this. So I used to go and do the same thing. And the man of shops that I went to, which I thought he hadn't been to, he'd been to. Had he? Yeah, we've he already we've already got one, sir. He was the king. But yeah. you, know, yeah. you had that in that manly team. When you look at that, you know. The, and I talk about similar to the Roosters in yeah. the early 2000s. Roosters played four grand finals, won four out of five years, won one, so they're not mentioned. That Manly team, 95, 96, 97, he's lost about three games in three yeah. years. That was as good as any, but you aren't sort of, because you, you don't win two. But you look at the gang of people, you had Spud the leader, but then you had like the, the real serious ones like yeah. Desi, the super fit ones. Then you have Cliffy smoking oh, at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you had like just a bit of, you know, you had Beaver, the the, the pin-up boy. You had yeah. a bit of everything. You know, Terry Hill and, and Hoppo, you know, like such a, a range of eclectic it's, group of yeah. men, you know, all walks of life and, and it's all come together to make a hell of a team. Uh, it's great read there, uh, Finchie. It's just I, went, I got there in 94 and – yeah, I remember the, one of the first train sessions I walked in. I was 118 kilo. I had the mobility of an ocean liner. And Bozo goes, what have you been doing? He goes, oh, mate, I thought you want me big. He goes, mate, the game's changed. Get down to 108. Wow. I went, oh, shit, I was just there. He goes, you're training with him. I went, Desi has. And all we did was chins, dips, push-ups. Wow. No, no heavy weights. Or, or, or body weight. Yeah. It was, uh, Desi taught me so much about training. But I remember one, one particular time we had this uh, one, one minute on on the roll machine, one minute off. And you had to get over 300 metres every time. And the boys were doing three and fours, fives. And Ian Roberts gets on there, he does 11. Yeah. Wow. I'm going, I've got to impress here. And I, I did 15. I, I fell off. It absolutely yeah. killed me. And he reckons well, he, was, he, was, he was crook that day. Yep. Later in the year, I seemed to do 28. Wow. So things you learn from people. Robbo's taught me how to row. I'm yep. still rowing every day. Yep. But you, you talk about sides there. Um, well, most days you're rowing. Are you yeah, like, every, every day. Yeah, wow. I made kilometres. You talk about, you know, when you sign a contract. I, I went to see Bozo and, and, I, and I said, oh, who else did you sign? He goes, Dave Gillespie. I said, where do I sign? He goes, do you want to know about money? I said, no, Bozo, I just want to win a comp. Yeah, yeah. well. And the other day at, at, um, at uh, Bozo's uh, funeral, I, I ran into Cement and, um, you know, gave him an embrace. And, and he said, you know the reason why I came to Manly? Because I knew you were coming. Uh, about me. And I went, mate, I nearly fell over. Wow. 
Like Cement was one of those guys who, wow. He Where's what's he doing with Cement the other these days? I think he's on the wharfs, but mm. he looks fantastic. Yeah. Mate, he, he got he had an operation regards um, you know losing weight. Yep. And mate, he looks he looks fantastic. Does he? Old mixer. He's just, he's assistant coach of the Roosters. Understand? <laughs> I used to call him mixer, Cement mixer. But you look you look at those those teams, uh, especially the Manly team. They, they were you guys were super consistent and such a strong team to play yeah. against. And you mentioned the changing of the rules. So I remember at the Knights. The Knights had a super big pack too when they built the team in 88. And then around the, the time of the change from mm. the 5-metre rule to 10-metre rule, the Knights took about 18 months to two years to catch up because they'd had all these big boppers. Yeah. But then the game changed to the 10-metre rule where we needed to downsize, yeah. you know what I mean? And it took them, took the Knights probably to about 95, 96 to, to come again. So it took them a few years to adjust. Yeah, if you look back at... Structure. Uh, I reckon even some of the plays we used to play back then would still work in this game. Probably even yeah. go, they'd kill it in the game. But uh, yeah, you look back at stats. I think it, I think it was in '95 when we lost 15 games. Uh, sorry, we we won 15 games in a row. I know they were talking about Penrith. They won 12. Yeah. But you know, talk about training. Bozo was the uh, he was ahead of the field. And the best thing about us, how we used to defend. And uh, I think Penrith got a great defence at the moment. But we had this ridiculous defence. We'd hold sides out for three sets. We'd get the ball and we score. Yeah. They'd be so frustrated. I mean, the games we used to play, we'd have eight versus eight in like a 30-minute area, and then Bozo would yell out cement off, yep. spud off, and there'd be like eight on three, and you have to work yeah. on the inside. So someone like Beaver, yep. Beaver would fly out the line. I said, Beaver, don't fly out the line. I'm not as fast as you, but just let me know you're in the inside because yep. in case they do step. But the thing about Beaver, and I love Beaver, was that he'd never – He'd only answer a question uh, when you asked him something. Yeah. He'd never say, look, whereas when we were coming through, you had these young blokes telling you what to do. I'm thinking, mate, what have you done? But Beaver had the respect of yeah. blokes who were a bit older than him. Um, Beaver, he was, a, he was an incredible, incredible player, and the only injury he ever got was a cork. Is that yeah. right? A cork. Well, Spud Finch, you know what? It's the motivation or, or incentive you can get for – like, so I'll tell you these three young blokes who coach one of my boys, they're actually playing now. They're playing out at Ingardine. Um, Joshy Bader, Dave Cody, and the Ox, right? They coach together, the three of them. It's brilliant. What they do is they do these coat hangers, right? Yep. And for every point that the boys concede is a coat hanger on Tuesday. So they've let in 26 points all year because the kids are just petrified of these bloody coat hangers. So now if they let a try in, they're just desperate to see the kick yeah. miss because that's another two coat hangers. Isn't that the famous, we're talking about Tommy Doncaster, yeah. when he was at Western, they were just awful there, late 90s. Like, they're getting 50, 60 put on them yeah. every week. And they had laps or something like that. He'll run for every try scored against them. And yeah. One of the players, in the, the story goes, one of the, Tommy yelled out to tell him to have a go when he come back and he said, one of the players said, well, I'm saving myself for training. Yes. I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you a, a funny story about Tommy. So Tommy was first grade, second grade, and, res, and third grade back in those days of the President's mm-hmm. Cup. They were all getting smashed. And like they're getting 60 on them, 50 yeah. of them, all of them. There's 200 points conceded between the three teams. So Tommy turns up. And they're all playing touch football out in the field. And he's blowing up. He said, get your asses in here. He said, you're all getting here early and you're playing touch football and it shows that's how you're tackling on the weekend. He said, you know what, boys, I'm in my mid-60s now. I'm going to, or, or in his 60s, whatever the case may be, he said, I'm going to show you blokes how to tackle. So he looked around the room, right? Tommy's, you know, in his 60s, got his glasses on. He looks around the room. He goes, he's smart. He's not going to pick one of the first graders. There's a podgy third grader there. He goes, oi, you. Doesn't even know who he is. Stand up. 
effing run at me, right? Yeah. And so the kid's torn because he's thinking, what do I do here? Do I run hard at yep. the coach or do I sort of let him tackle me or what? And he said, then don't go easy, run as hard as you can, right? I'm going to show you blokes how to tackle. So the podgy kid stands up and he goes, all right. So he gives it his all and he charges into Tommy Rodonicus and Tommy gets shoved back about 10 postcodes, right? <laughs> glasses are gone everywhere. Tommy sort of sorts himself out, straightens his glasses, comes back. He said, see, boys, I told you. That's how you run. <laughs> he spent 10 minutes trying to tell him how to tackle. And, and, and he said, what's your name, son? He goes, John. John who? He said, John Scandalis. He said, you're playing first grade this week. Oh, good. That was Johnny Scandalis' debut. I Going back to... Uh, 1990. Um, yeah. I went to I went to South Sydney, and George Pickens was the uh, the coach down there. And we did, we're doing a and a set a set of hit, an attack, and he jumped out, and I had a look. I dropped the ball. He goes, "Yeah, look, didn't you?" I said, "Get out of my way! I was going to run over you." So he did the same thing. I ran over him, so I dropped him with a shoulder, and he went backwards anyway. And then Nolan the next next week goes, "What are you doing to my husband?" Gave him a black eye. He said, "Mate, tell your husband to get out the way." But George Piggins was one of those guys just stand in front of you and, and take you on. Oh, George Piggins, who we're talking about today is the uh, uncle of Braith and Astor. Yeah, yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Uh, Finchie's in the chair. Spud Carroll going to have a bit of fun after this as well. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu, the three liter Isuzu D Max Born to Live and Red Rooster. Try their new spicy wings. The Rooster's calling. Yeah, shortly we're going to announce our. We're going to do a bit of reminiscing here. Spud Carroll, myself, and Brett Finch. We're going to be reminiscing about. Uh, I'm going to ask the boys who was their favourite footy player growing up, sports star growing up, actor, singer, and anyone else. Maybe it's a uh, an industry type or a business uh, leader there. So have your say on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is crunch time. Brought to you by Red Rooster and Isuzu, the powerful three liter turbo diesel Isuzu D Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D Max is born to live. The crunch is the big news in rugby league. Red Rooster try their new spicy wings, the Roosters calling. Now, gentlemen, Sean Johnson returns. We need to get, need to get a couple of big Red Rooster. Brooksy, can you organise that next week? The Crunch? The Crunch. crunch oh, yeah. What's your favourite Red Rooster item? I love a little Rooster Roll. Yeah, I'll Rooster so Roll. The little, they've the got lot. the seasoning there, yeah. a bit of mayo. No further questions, Your Honour. Yeah, the long one. Yeah. yeah. And then I punch chips into it. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I and a bit of gravy. Just put my fingers in deep into <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Uh, the doyen of eating is fun. <laughs> Sean Johnson returns to the Warriors, boys. It's a two-year deal with the Warriors. 22-23. At one stage, we thought he'd never go back. He's had 162 NRL games with the Warriors, and he'll join Dallin Wateni's Lesniak and the Storm forward Aaron Penne as the Warriors recruits for next season. Very, very shrewd pickup, Aaron Penne. He's only played a little bit of first grade, but that's the type of signing you want from the Melbourne Storm. Gentlemen, what do we make of Sean Johnson returning to the Warriors? Well, firstly, I can't believe the Sharks got rid of him. I just think he's a, a fantastic talent, natural talent, mm. and he's, he's got plenty of footy ahead of him. But what a great pickup for the uh, Warriors. Um, yeah, I think... Having the uh, Gus School there has helped play, getting these players there, and they've uh, he's, he's going to a he's going to a strong club, and they're only, they're only going to be stronger next year. You'd have to think so, Finchie. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think Johnson's really, you know, he's still got that that flair and that creative ability, but I think he's matured, and that happens with age. You look mm. at the evolution of Benji. When you're younger, you you lose a bit of speed, or that you get more game aware, you become mm. a better game manager. And I think Johnson's done that superbly for Cronulla, especially this year, especially the last six weeks. I really played a leadership role for that Sharks team. Uh, and he'll go back there. He'll be uh, plenty of experience for the young kids to look at. And, you know, for, for a young kid, if you're 20, 21 growing up in New oh, Zealand, he's the, he oh. was your man, you know. So 
for a lot of those kids, the opportunity to, to train with and, and come through under under Sean Johnson or playing with Sean Johnson would be a huge thrill. So I think he's right now, I think he's still playing great footy in terms of his knowledge around how to manage a game. Is, yeah. is that mm. the peak of its powers where when he was younger, he, you fly by the suit of your pants a bit, but he, you know, he could pull anything, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat. But in, in terms of his, you know, getting his team around the park and getting the game plan on wasn't, you know, as good. Where now I, th- I think he's, uh, you know, he's peak of his powers with his game management skills. Well, Spud Andrew John says, if you're looking for the next halfback, you've got to look towards the touch football field. He was decorated in that particular department, uh, Sean Johnson. But with, with me, if I'm signing any player, the first question I say to myself can I win a competition with this player? And with Sean Johnson, the answer is probably yes. Yeah, but he's also a sharpshooter in goal kicking, so yeah. he's just an added bonus with the way he strikes the ball. But, you know, they got this now, the new Reese Walsh there. He's a new sensation. They're going to miss uh, to us, Sheck. He's going to the dark side of that, that being rugby union. Yeah. But I just think the the players they've got there and under another, another few months of uh, the guidance of Brownie, um, they can only get better. Absolutely. Uh, have your say. Uh, Nick Meany, by the way, he signs with the Melbourne Storm. This is a two-year deal also. Uh, the Roosters take on the Storm heading to McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. The Panthers versus Eels uh, will be reduced numbers. The Panthers refunding ticket holders who will not be able to attend. This might even uh, change further with the news that, uh, well, I think we are heading into a full lockdown, but uh, take that with a grain of salt. But that's the mail going around and uh, we'll keep an eye and keep you updated on that if any news comes to hand. Uh, crunching Origin 2, boys. State of Origin uh, 2021. Now, Brad Fittler is claiming that Brian Toto owes him 500 bucks. The Panthers player's been rocking a portable boombox around at training. Now, Freddie's son's asked him if he can get a jukebox like Bizza. Uh, Freddie sent Bizza a text message saying that he owes him 500 bucks. <laughs> Have you had anything like that where a teammate owes you money or if they led you down the garden path somehow? Yeah, all I have um, is the biggest uh, <laughs> tight ass in the world, and that being Des Hasler, the yeah. manly coach. And I'm, I'll only give it to you, Des. Yeah. Is he really an He's renowned. Is he? Renowned. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go many, many years. Yeah. Okay. We're going probably 14, 15 years. Mm. And I found this old machine, one of our machines, when I was going through with the sheriff and Bozo, was this, it was called a, 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 a grinder. Yes. Not the other grinder. <laughs> Anyways, it was a sit-down sit effect. You're rolling your arms yeah. over like you're on a boat, getting the sails up. Yeah. Anyway, this thing was amazing. And I found it was the back of the, uh, the, the, um, the, the leagues club. And I took it. Yep. But he found out I had it. Right. He goes, I want it. I said, no one in the world does. He goes, I want it. I said, you're going to have to pay for it. I got it for nothing. Yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah. I'll give you a hundred bucks. I said, done. Next thing, Dolly Singe, the trainer, is out the front of my gym, takes my machine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, where's my money? Month goes past, two, three, six <laughs> months. Did you get it? No, I'm into him. I said, mate, where's my money? He's oh, spud, spuds, mate. You know, times are tough. Times are tough. You'll get your money. Anyway. Monique, my wife, was working uh, on the front desk there, yeah. and he, he came up and he said, I've got something for Spud. And he had a bag of coins with no. a big tie at the top. <laughs> and I went, she's come over, she's, uh, I've got you, got the money off Desi. I went, you've got to crack, you're cracking jokes, <laughs> coins, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I Mark. said to the kids, come here, kids, we'll give us something, though, you know. So I've put my hand in this bag, and I've thrown them down. They weren't coins. They'll drink tokens. Oh, yeah. right? dollars <laughs> worth of drink tokens. So I'll run them up the next day. You're gone, Des. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? I said, mate, I'm at, I'm at the bank. He said, you're at the bank? I said, I'm at the bank. He said, there's drink tokens. He goes, oh, Spud, I gave you the wrong bag. Oh, no. And to this day, I've never got my money off that bike. Is that right? Well, he's only on about $1.3 million. Oh, he's, oh, the yeah. Yeah. he's the best. Is he uh, flying, flying, Des? Flying. But yeah. he, where he lives at Colloy, um, yeah. it was sometime last year, and I, 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 I just I pulled up, knock on the door anyway. 
his mother-in-law's in there in the house. He was away. So mm. I just go through the house, go to the fridge, no beer. He's got oh. nothing. He can't take anything. No. Nah. And he's got the smallest TV and he's got the most money. Yeah, What's right. What's going on, Des? So tell me about Des. Um, what, what would he be like as a coach? Is, is he a larrikin? Is he, he – explain him. I'll tell you a story I know about Des, mm. right? So he likes to be in control. Now, he, he had taken over the reins. I think it was from Kevin Moore at Canterbury. And they had just built this new, I, I, I suppose you'd call it an excellent centre or whatever the case may be, and they had in the corner a giant uh, office, and that was for Kevin Moore, the coach, who obviously had been given the bullet. So when Des moved in, they started moving his stuff into that, that corner office, mm. the big ivory office. He said, no, no, I don't want it there. There was a little pokey office that was right in front of the entry door. He said, I want that that office. They said, why? He said, because – and turn the desk – he wanted to see people as they came into the to the gym, so he knew when everyone was coming. Is that the sort of thing Desert do? Uh, he's, he dot the eye across the T. He's a freak. He's he, like some of the blow ups. I just love when they go on the camera and they put him in the shed up there, and he's just blowing up and and, and hitting things. And he, I don't know how he doesn't lose. Uh, you know, you know, his blood pressure is ridiculous. But yeah. I think one of the funniest days, and everyone still believes that he, he he had someone undo those screws that day when he threw the. <laughs> The door. Yeah, yeah, it was outstanding. Yeah. It was just great theatre. But that's, yeah, yeah. that's typical of Des. You know, he, he pre-plans everything like that. But he is um, – another thing with Desi, I'll, I'll tell you. I've got to tell you. That, um, yeah, with regards to music, he plays a bit of guitar. Oh, yeah. So well, I said, oh, can I borrow one of your guitars? He had like an uh, electric acoustic. I, ne- I haven't got one. I didn't have one. Hmm. So he goes, yeah, you can borrow mine. So I played it at home. I, I took it back to drop it off. And, he, and he, where he lives, uh, it was going on dusk. And Josh was with me. He goes, oh – uh, can I come and sit, go and say hello to Campbell? So we, Campbell's his young bloke. Yeah. And we go and see Campbell, and he goes, hey, Spud, how are you, Josh? And uh, he's, he's got his head dead set six inches off the ground doing homework, right? Yeah. And he looks at his dad. He goes, Dad, meaning Desi, can I turn the lights on? And Desi, <laughs> dead set, looks at his watch and goes, not the big one. Put the little one on. <laughs> oh, I went, no. you're gone, Des. What's the same, yeah. mate? He's a tired ass, well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the best I had, do you remember Mark McClendon? Part of yeah, camp, part of, yeah. We, we played it in New Zealand. Mm. And um, I don't know if we went out or before a game or after the game, and he, he had no money. So I said, he goes, make him borrow 50 bucks off. He said, yeah, there you go. So give him 50, 50 bucks over there in New Zealand. Anyway, we've come back to uh, come back to Canberra. I said, oh, mate, can I grab that 50? I'll let you. He goes, yeah, no worries, I'll be a sec. And I was like, where's he going? He'd yeah. come back and give me like $46.25 because that was the exact. <laughs> no. Because I, no. I gave him $50 New Zealand and he'd come back and no. give me like the, oh, the exact. Oh, oh, no. I said, that'll do me. Was he a tight ass, McClendon? He's, you know what, he was, he was a little. Di- I, I like, he was a bit of a weirdo. He was a strange cat, yeah. but I love that. He was you know? a good player. He was oh, a hell of a mm. player. And, and but I love that. Like he walked into his house. You know, if you go into the big um, Novotel Park Royal, and behind the reception, there's like Sydney, London, New York. Oh yes, all the, the like clocks, Bangkok, Hong Kong. Yeah, all the clocks in the different times. Yeah. He had that, but he had them as all the suburbs in Canberra, so it was all the same time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in his house, you know, all the clocks in Belcon and Wode and Tuggernong, yeah. it's all the same time. <laughs> That's good. I but, like that. Uh, well, what's a, he, do you know what he's doing these days? I'm not too sure. What, what Marty's doing with Marty McClendon? We called him after Marty McFly. Because yeah. um, him, him and Andrew McFadden burst onto the scene. And yeah. they, they were just, they were about at my age. Yeah, well, Fletcher's debut. Yeah. He's the great Fletch on the, on the drive. Uh, in 99, I'm pretty sure it was 99, maybe 98, when Fletch debuted number 17 for Australia in the NZ Day Test, that last spot was tossed up between 
Mark McClendon or Fletch. Mm, is that right? So they didn't know whether to go for the utility back or put an extra forward, and Fletch got the nod. And is that right? This was history. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and he finished up quite early, didn't he? I think he went over and played for the Catlands or over there in the Super League. But he did. He went. Out, he, I think he's at the maybe the London Broncos there for a while. He was a um, good did player. Did some travelling, but mate, he had a, I think a year in '98 where it was a breakout year. He yeah. Just, he just blew them all like extremely quick. Um, you know, and great just the speed and footwork to burn. He, he was a, you know, he had a couple of years there. Him and him and Andy McFadden were outstanding. Players like that, if you know where they are or what they're doing these days, old players who are turning up in your industry or your workplace, let us know. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Where's Mark McClendon? Let me know what he's doing out there. Oh, might as well give you another story about Desi. Yeah. Um, he was a disciplinary, even as a coming through. He's poor young bloke, Campbell. Yeah. Um, before he had dinner. How many kids has he got? He's got two. Two. Um, geez, they'd be the same age as my kids now. But when he was when they, when they were young, he used to torture them. Yeah. And for Campbell to come to have dinner. What do you mean they'd be the same age as your kids now? Were oh, they, Josh did they now not 26. used to be the same age as your kids? No, <laughs> <laughs> no they get to this Desi's kids are going up in twos. So. No, they're, they're about the same. As I said, Josh, yeah. Josh and Campbell are about the same age. So anyway, so but Desi used to torture him. So before he could sit down and have a dinner, at home, he'd have to do six chin-ups. Fair him. Chin-ups. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. So has he got the pigeon pair, has he? Has he got a, a daughter as well? Yeah, correct. Correct, yeah. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. You can text us 0457 736 736. This is Crunch Time with the great man Spud Carroll. Brett Finch, I'm Joel Kane, And now I'm Amen. He's panelling and producer Brooksy is at home with his Kramer sign-up rare to go. Plenty more still to come. Crunch Time thanks to Red Rooster's new Spicy Wings are breaking back with more. Uh, it certainly is. If you know what some of the old players are doing, let us know. Brian's telling us Steve Lenane works for Sydney Trains. Uh, there you go. Thank you very much, Brian. We do appreciate that. Crunch time. Thanks to Red Roosters' new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Roosters calling. And Isuzu, the three-litre Isuzu D-Max, born to live. Uh, now, Spudley, mm. I heard this tale around Des Hasler mm. and... This, I suppose you'd almost call it a prank relating to the shoe. Is there, is there something behind all this? Oh, it's hundred um, percent. The three in question: hmm. um, Steve Beaver, Menzies, yeah. Hopper, yes, and Nick Kosef, which I've always called four knees because he's had four reconstructions. <laughs> yeah. He had knees like dental floss, yeah. unfortunately. But they stole, as I said, Desi was one of these guys. He doesn't change outfits much, so no. he had a pair of shoes. I'm pretty sure it was back in 1985, 1986, maybe State of Origin Australia. So they were brown, ugly shoes. Yeah. And he kept wearing these shoes. Anyway, he was a trainer at the moment, at, at the time at Manly, and the boys decided to take one of his shoes. So Bozo's probably coaching, is he? Yeah, he yeah. would have been, yeah, been there. And they decided to have a bit of a, a prank and take one of his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he blew up. He said, mate, if it's not at training the next day, you guys are going to get hammered. So they got hammered. Didn't turn up. No. Anyway, then it got to the stage where they were taking photos of it with, uh, with masks yeah, on screen the masks. Photo. <laughs> ransom photos. Yeah. Um, if you don't come to our demands, you're not getting your shoe back. So he just, <laughs> he just keep hammering and hammering. It got yeah. to the stage where they cut up one the, the lace yeah. and put it in an envelope and send it to his home. Yeah. And he... And his wife tells me, Christine, as he put that, put him in his hands in there, and he nearly started crying. He said, "Look what they've done to my lace." <laughs> anyway, ended up getting to a stage where um, they ended up sending a letter, a <laughs> ransom note letter, right. and it was old school with the other T and I cut out and. Sent to Desi. So they cut it the letters cut out of the magazine. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a full on letter. Yeah, if you want to see your shoe again, you'll, end, you'll do it. You'll... And Desi sat back. Desi tells the story. He sat back and he says, the only one who's got brains for this would be Beaver. Hopper can't do it, and especially Fournay's Coastal can't do it either. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was the um, 
That was the end of it, but I've just heard off Finchie. Yeah. Yeah. There's so another was, part, part B. Yeah, so years later, right. years later, Yeah. I think it was at Goat's wedding, Nick Kosef's wedding, mm. Beaver's wedding maybe. Maybe yeah. Beaver's wedding. Right. And um, – and goat brought the shoe, yeah. so they've turned up. They this would be, they've turned up with the shoe, and Desi went, "No, I just threw the other one out last week." But they'd had this shoe for six or seven oh, no. years, and Desi oh. and goes in hand in hand with Spud's t- the story. He kept that other shoe for seven years, eight years, in the hope that the, this other one would turn up. And then Susan when he goes, "No, I threw it out last oh, week." Oh no! Oh no! That 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 is brilliant. That is well well done to Nick Kosef. He could be an idol, by the way. Boy, we're going to do this now. We're going to do our idol section because this time of year, most people are saying, you know, rugby league idol, it's Wally Lewis. He wore the number six for Queensland. Uh, I'm going to go around the grounds here, boys. Uh, I'll start with my rugby league idol growing up. We're going to do a bit of reminiscing. Ricky Stewart was my idol growing up. I, I used to ride my bike across the lake and I'd go to the little footy park and for hours I'd be down there practising his spiralling yeah. kick. He was my rugby yeah. league idol. Who was yours, Spud? Well, I had two coming coming through being a Parramatta junior. Uh, Ray Price was always my favourite. I used to I found out where he lived, so I used to go up every day and get his signature. <laughs> Did you? And he he got the shits of me. Yeah. But I used to practice Ray Price, Ray Price all the time. But I just love the way he's perpetual motion, you know, getting off the ground. But the other um, on him though, I noticed that you used to do the thing that he did with yes, the post. Yes, I did. Yeah, well, I, I, I've done. I, I did take things off him, and yeah. with being an idol, I remember he used to stand in front of the post on the angle. Yeah. And, I did that for my whole career. Yeah, wow. And one time the ball did actually hit the post and came back. Did it? Guess what? what? I dropped it. <laughs> but the other one, the other one, when I got older yeah. and coming through the ranks would have to be Les Davison. Yeah, um, Bundy. Big Bundy. Just in quite incredible the way he could hit. But for me to go into South back then, um, I said, when you become a bit of an idol of people, you, you sort of try and, you know, maybe try and grow a mo. Yeah. Uh, grew hair like yeah, him as well. Yeah. And in some Context, we actually looked alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I was thinking that. It's crazy. Like, I can go out to Dubbo, where he's originally from, and yeah. people will say, How are you? How are you, Bundy? And yeah. I go, Look, please, thanks for the Colton, but I'm actually Mark Carroll. Wow. It just blows me away. But um, to play rugby league with him, he was uh, he was a great idol to follow. I, I go down to the local bank, and his wife works at the bank there at St. George. Yeah. Uh, uh, Finchie, who was your rugby league idol oh, growing Freddie. up? Freddie. Freddie yeah. Yeah. I love, loved Freddie. I remember, you know, when I was at a Penrith. Jump out of New South Wales, jump a fiddler on the back. Yeah. Um, you know, and had lucky for me, like blessed throughout my career. He, he was my captain at the wow. Roosters. Had two of my best years playing alongside him, and he's uh, in number five eight and captain and 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 a great mate. You know, when you don't want to meet your heroes, yeah. you, say, you know. So that was a you know he he set high standards. He was a tremendous leader and teammate. Spud would mm. have played with him for a long, long time. But I remember as a kid thinking Freddie was like twenty. 21 in yeah. origin, around the early 90s. And I thought, if I make origin by 21, Freddie will be 31. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happened. And, that, wow. and, that, and that playing my first game was alongside Freddie. He, he was the youngest ever kangaroo. Before. Now, there's that, and that's the youngest <laughs> come through now. But in 1990, he was the youngest ever kangaroo. And I remember one one time he came up and he goes, hey, Spud, and he had a few pimples on his face. He goes, mate, I found this place where you can buy fireworks. I said, I come going. I was 23, so I'm like a kid as well. Yeah. Anyway, he bought these bloody rockets, right? And he was walking through the uh, Remainance, uh, Renaissance, I think the place was called. It was in, it was in uh, Leeds. And these things were two foot long with a stick on the end of them. Yeah. And he let one of those go. One of the nights, we're on the drink. And um, MG sort of said, mate, go and get the uh, fireworks. So he ran like nothing yeah, else. Yeah. And I remember in Brandy's room, le- level 11 looking down and, 
Yeah, the windows can only open so far. So you're poking your head out having a look, and he's got this this bloody rocket, right? Yeah. We've got a towel around it. He goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And MG goes, yes, you can, and lights it. <laughs> oh, no. Next thing you just imagine, <laughs> anyway, yeah. the place fills up with smoke. But the thing is, he let go of it, and instead of it going up in the air, it actually goes to the earth. Oh, no. And cars are doing hand, well, hand, <laughs> yeah. hand, hand brakes and people diving for cover. But we had to get out of the place because of the fire brigade come. <laughs> Keith Barnes wanted to kill him the Keith next Barnes day. Was Keith he? Barnes was What a lovely goes, bloke. Fellas, fellas. You know, we had that bit yeah, of an accent there. Welsh. Uh, yeah, Freddie. Freddie's going home. Freddie's going. He's been firing those wockets again. Keep them coming in. Uh, oh, boys, uh, next one. Uh, who's your sporting idol away from rugby league? Uh, NFL quarterback Brett Favre. Yeah. He's my ultimate. He's my number one. Yep. Love him. What do you love about him? Why? I just loved his mentality, how he played. He, the gunslinger. Was, yeah. You know, and obviously when I first started, when uh, NFL first came out on Galaxy back then, yeah. you know, obviously mm. his name was Brett, so someone, you know, my name was Brett, but he, the Packers were coming through as a genuine force, ended up winning the Super Bowl a year or two later, around 96, 97. So, um, and he's just... You know, yeah, I loved the made plenty of errors, but yeah. you know, most touchdowns, but also the most interceptions. You know, but, yeah, you know that's the reason why because he had that um, and no fear and, and took it on. Attack, attack, attack. Who's yours, Spudley? Uh, for me, it was cricket. The other part of playing footy, and then yeah. you have cricket. It was just one of those things as a kid. But my favourite was always Greg Chappell. Mm. Um, I always wanted a a, um, a Gray Nicholas scoop oh, bat. Remember yeah. the Gray yeah. Nicholas scoop? And we didn't have much money at home, so I remember I tried to make my own bat. And I got the chisel out and I took Did the back bat out and uh, bang, 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 and First time I went for a big six, it snapped in half because I took too much out of it. But one particular time, I, I remember, you know, we got a we got a surprise after Christmas, and I ended up getting the, my first grey nickel scoop bat. And my brother got a, um, a, a Viv Richard, the the big, the, what was that one he had? Yeah, the, oh yeah, the jumbo. I oh, know the, the jumbo is a SS, big SS, SS jumbo. jumbo. Yeah, magnificent bat. Anyway, this is how silly if we think about it now, and we get down to the Christmas tree and and rip all the balls off it. And throw them down. Remember, he's called them throw downs. He'd yeah. throw the ball down, and, and we'd go like that. And we'd, and we'd say to our dad, Oh, geez, got a good spring on it, dad. Yeah. We're bloody foam balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the back then, you think, Oh, how good's this? And you'd have the trampoline propped up as the wicketkeeper <laughs> in the back for the little Nickos. Uh, mine was Jim Cassidy, the pumper. I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I used to love the, the racing yeah. and uh, him back in the day, the pumper. I loved watching him. How many Melbourne Cups did he win? He, he won two. two. You, one for you Kiwi. Saying, they won from the front, one from behind. One from the back, yeah. Kiwi and one he led all the way on might and power. Um, that was it there. Uh, boys, TV or movie character? For me, I go back to Top Gun. Maverick. Yeah. I just loved Maverick. Who was yours? Oh, look, I can't split. Will Farrell's just a, a classic. You know, that whole gang, Will Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Ben yeah. Stiller, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Geez, you'd like to be on a set with, with those boys. Wouldn't you like, what? How good was that? And another uh, character, Denny Ocean in Nations yeah, Eleven, and yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt's character yeah. in Nations Eleven. Cool dude. Well, I remember reading an article. Andy Garcia it was actually it said it was the dumbest mistake he made taking his wife out to the set. <laughs> yeah, they're working out on location in Vegas, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and George Clooney single, and there's and there's um, Brad Pitt, James Carnes, young fella, yeah. Um, Yes. Casey Athlick, mm. you know, all, all the cast, Brad Pitt's there, Matt Damon. And he thought, I'd take my wife and kids out there. And he said, the boys, Clooney and Pitt, are just, they were out having fun every night. And there he's stuck at dinner with the missus. <laughs> She's kissing the kids. He goes, I never took the kid, never took the family on vacation again. Never again. Who have you got, Spud? I think uh, at the end of my career, I ran into Russell Crowe. He's, yeah. he's been a big part of my life. Um, his vision for me, what I've been doing with Spud's gym, but to go on... Um, 
a lot taller him actually to go and make a movie with him. Cinderella Man was an eye-opening experience to see someone work the way he did. Yeah. And the people I met, like it's just I pinch myself sometimes some of these people I met, but uh to see you can see why he's so good. Where was the bulk of that shot, Spud? Cinderella In Canada. Man. Oh, Canada. In Canada. So we we arrived, it was minus fourteen. Yeah. Uh mate, it was bloody freezing, but uh we 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 got we got through it. Uh, Steelers hooker Michael Bolt owns a vodka bar in the gong. Uh, Damo from Thrill listening on the Kezi app. Thank you very much, Damo. <laughs> Plenty more still to come. Uh, this is Crunch Time. All thanks to Red Roosters New McSpicy Wings. Uh, we kicked uh, for our listeners on SEN Gold Coast and SEN Track Brisbane. Thanks for joining us. Trackside's coming up next. To continue to listen to Crunch Time, head over to the SEN app. Uh, it certainly is crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster, new McSpicy wings, uh, new spicy wings rather for Red Rooster is the way to go there. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling and Isuzu, the powerful three-liter turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max born to play. I'm pleased to say uh, that uh, my pen is out ready to go and Chrissy Nelson's on the line. G'day, Chris-o. Joel, Brett, Spud, how are we, guys? Hey, Chris. We're going better than you, Chris, because uh, what happened to Richmond last night? It was a disgrace, wasn't it? I, uh, I had to turn off before the end, which is something I don't normally do. But, uh, yeah, I just went through that afternoon coming home and I told my wife and uh, and a couple of kids that we'd be uh, winning the grand final again this year. So uh, I copped a bit of grief this morning, I can tell you. What do you reckon, Chris? Is, is, the, uh, is it over, the dynasty? Probably. Is you that know, your gut I, feel? I, I think it – yeah, my gut – I hate to say it, because um, I feel like an idiot if it's not. But, yeah, I, I think it has to be. It's just, they're just not playing the same way. There's not the hunger there at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I, I think probably if it keeps going another two weeks like this, they turn a few players over at the end of the year and um, and try not to go back to that stage where you have to go back to the bottom and rebuild. I don't think we'll be anywhere near that. But, yeah, move a few on and uh, and bring a few young guys up, I suppose. But it doesn't look good. I'm not very confident. I'm not as confident as I was 24 hours ago. Okie dokie. This is crunch time, by the way. Thanks to Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max born to play. It's time to talk racing now with Chrissy Nelson. The TAB Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Rightio, let's turn our attention to Eagle Farm, Chriso. Uh, how are we playing it today? Uh, well, we'll have something on race seven, number six, Shooting for Gold, who is first up today. Promising three-year-old. He's only had the eight starts. He's won four of them. Now, he won first up and second up last preparation. Then he ran around in a couple of stronger races, and he certainly wasn't disgraced, and there's a few valid excuses there. He trialled recently at Dooman. He won the trial in good time, and he wasn't asked for any real pressure by Jockey Bailey Notif, who rides today. So I think he can make a winning return. He's facing older horses, but... Uh, those older horses have been about as far as they're going, whereas he's uh, going upwards at a great rate of knots, I think. So shooting for gold. Race seven, number six, is the best bet of the day. Uh, race four comes up shortly. Number one, Polly Gray, been heavily backed. Sydney Mayor, she was racing really well. She won at Gosford. She won at Rose Hill. Then she came to Eagle Farm last time. was either the track that didn't suit her or the drop back to 1,600. I'll go on it being the, tr- uh, the 1,600-metre drop. She was just a bit flat. So back to 2,100 metres plus today, I think she can bounce back. So race four, number one, Polly Gray. Polly Gray, 24 minutes away. So Finchie will nearly be in the car by then, uh, and I'll be cheering on Polly Gray. I'm going to have a little interest there, if you don't mind. Now, what about the Group 1 race, which is in race eight? It is the Tattlesall's Tiara. Tafani, the $4.60 favourite there. Um, how are you playing this one, Chris? Are you still, you're still keen on Nudge? 
Yeah, look, it's a very open race, Joel. I think Nudge is a good way to go if you're looking to back something at a reasonable price and you'll get each way about her. Double figures about her, actually. She's had the two runs up here during the carnival. She won at Dooman coming from well back in the field. And then she did the same at Eagle Farm last time. So she's proven at Eagle Farm, which is a big tick. She's dropping back 200 metres and she's up to Group 1 level. There are a couple of negatives, but she's going that well. I think she can handle those uh, those hurdles. So at the price, I mean, you could take shorter odds about other mares in the race, but I think she's going that well and you're getting good odds about a, a mare that's, um, as I said, racing very, very consistently and winning her last couple. Karen McAvoy obviously not riding. Larry Cassidy will take the ride. It's been a while since Larry's ridden a Group 1 winner, but hopefully uh, today is the day. What about elsewhere, Chris? Have you found anything else that you've uh, got marked in your little punning book there? Well, I believe you guys uh, like to find one at the Gold Coast. So here we go. Race... Six, number five, Gdansk. One for Toby and Trent Edmonds. Travis Wolfgang will ride. Gdansk is very consistent, ran a good first up second and then a second up second as well. Where he got too far back, he copped a bit of a check at the start and settled back last. Now, he normally settles up on the speed. He ran on very well against the tempo uh, to run second on that occasion. So he is busting to win a race. Uh, he's drawn out, but so many scratchings in this race, it won't make any difference because he'll come in a heap to dance. He's only really got to beat Rogue Rocker, I would think. If he can manage to knock him over Rogue Rocker, I think he's got a good chance, and he is around $5 each way. Hey, Chris, uh, Mark Carroll here, mate. How are you? Very good, thanks, Mark. And mate, you? Yeah, very good, mate. My cousin, uh, Gary Portelli, I don't bet on any of his yep. horses. Is he got any good <laughs> ones at the moment you can actually recommend? Oh, Gary Portell. Now, his horses all race in New South Wales. So, at the top of my head, uh, no, but he generally does. He always seems to bob up around carnival time. I do see his head on TV a fair bit. So, that means that he does. Um, off the top of my head, though, that's one I can't answer. Sorry no, about that. No, I'll right. give you a few he's got here today, Spud. He's got Amaretti, race eight at Rose Hill. He's got Not Faint Hearted, race nine. Rockover at Newcastle, race seven. And Mystic Vane. Race 7, Gosford. So only four runners going around today. Uh, by the way, we you mentioned Gdansk in race 5, uh, Chriso. Uh, we've been tipped to race 4, Bob Lee. So maybe there's a little cheeky Gold Coast double that we might be able to get involved in. What's on for this afternoon, Chris? Uh, I've got many, many crosses this afternoon with the trackside guys on SEN tracks. That'll keep me busy uh, all afternoon. And after that, they'll sit back and relax and have a quiet ale, I'd say. Beautiful, mate. What's your chosen poison? Uh, I'm getting into these uh, dark beers at the moment. There's oh. a brewery up here on the Sunshine Coast called Ten Toes Brewery at Alexander Headlands. Yep. And uh, they're doing this uh, vanilla porter. I've never been into this beer, but I could tell you guys, it's not a bad drop. If you uh, see it around the place, have right. a glass of that. Scotty Porter. Uh, well done. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, good luck on the punt today, and uh, we'll be backing yours as well. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. There's Chrissy Nelson. Uh, thanks to the TAB Queensland Winter Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandwinterCarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. That's 1-800-858 uh, to do that. Uh, we're having your say as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, Gentlemen, I don't think we finished off our... Our idols, in fact, we might just uh, finish off those. So, uh, what about uh, your idol as a kid, as far as a singer's concerned, Spud? Or, well, or a band? Yeah, I was more in the band. I think uh, Ace of but my band coming through was a three piece band called Spy versus Spy. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember the songs, but they were, they were, <laughs> they were, they were really good. <laughs> must have enjoyed it. Yeah, you must have loved it. What, what have you got, uh, Finch Man? Uh, well, my all time favourite band, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Just epic. Yeah. Uh, and love Robbie Williams. He, he's as good an entertainer. Mm. 
He's brilliant. As though. I've seen him, I'm going to watch him years ago when I was 21 in Sydney and just unbelievable. And, and Jay-Z, I went, went and watched a few times oh, when yeah, I was in Europe when I, a few years back. And like he just struck, walks around the stage with just the, the swagger on him was unbelievable. Yeah. So Jay-Z would be right up there. He used to be the spy versus spy. Bit of spy vs spy. Yeah, spuddy. Yeah, Who's that? The I glory days, I remember the song. We got the sing on. Wait, you go. Spy versus spy, eh? For a three-piece band, fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like the type of music yeah, that on, the uh, BMX bandits would be flying down the slides on with their bikes, doesn't it? And what? also, mineral oil. Mineral oil was always big oh, yeah. back then. You can see, uh, geez, he could dance the big unit, couldn't he? On the oh, top. yeah. yeah they were. He used to swing his arms. Yeah. And, uh, he's Garrett. a massive human. Peter Garrett. Oh, when you see him, he is massive. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing. Where is he now, Pete? He's uh, always jostling for the politics sort of angle. Mine was Guns and Roses. I just thought they were the coolest dudes. Getting yeah. around, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. Uh, bad. Old Axl Rose and Slash. Slash. What's your hat. What's your top uh, Guns N' Roses song? Uh, Probably Paradise City. Paradise City. Mm. Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, Sweet Child of Mine's hard to beat. There we go. Take me back. November Rain. November Rain. Another beauty. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Knocking yeah. on heaven's door. I've seen that. I've seen them live. Though. They're actually fantastic live. Yeah. Um. Slash, I've actually met Slash Have you? once, yeah. What's he, he like? Uh, um, oh, he had sunglasses on, so I couldn't really see his eyes. Nah. He's got that big hat. Yeah, big hair. It was, uh, it, was, it was a year of um, when South won the competition and I did a footy show thing and he was, he was there and my son Josh, we had a photo with him and I was introducing myself. We had no idea who the hell what rugby league was. Was that and, on the footy show? Yeah, it was on the footy show. And then he, he went. The grand before, final footy show? Yeah. We would have been there, Fitchy. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. That was a, remember those ones I where you just been... get dressed up and carry like <laughs> yeah. a bullfeds? Well, you might not have been there. You were there. I, I would have been there. I probably wasn't there mentally, but <laughs> yeah. I was there. No, no, no. And then, then on the uh, grand final day, I had to produce, I had to go and present um, the, the actual bell that Russell Crowe yeah. bought. And I've, I've got it in uh, Churchill's jersey. Or yeah. I'm standing there with his jersey. You know, Slash walks past, and I love that sort of music. Oh, yeah. uh, and I said, mate, that was fantastic. And he, he, remember, he goes, I remember you from the other night. How are you? And I went, oh, good, mate. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. It's pretty cool. The bloody oath it is. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 to have your say. You can text us anytime you like. We're about to gear up for Origin, all thanks to Dometic. Dometic has all your outdoor uh, ranges there. Fuel your adventure with Dometic's outdoor drinkware. Now, as we go into Origin... Um, I want to take you back on some experiences. And uh, this is the set leading up to Finchie's uh, mm. field goal in 2006. 30 metres out from his own line. Play on the eastern side of the ground as they come towards the middle. Played there by Tahu. Now for Finch. This is Menzies. Here's Gazni out, crossing the halfway line. Brayton Astor is a long-range field goal specialist. If they get close enough, he'll get in position. Simpson, 32 metres out from the line. Last tackle. Finch. Finch takes the shot. It's got the He's line. Got it. yes. It's got the leg. And yes. it's there. Yes, it's there. Brett Finch, the hero. He has kicked the field goal. 17-16 in favour of the Blues. It's a wonderful game. What's the memories, Finchie? Oh, that, As we said earlier, gets a lot of that one moment, you know, the, the pure adrenaline, you know. And this is what you talk about, now. we've all retired, but that, that you've got 80,000 people, something you've wanted to do as a kid, and yeah. because of you, you, you win the game. Yeah. Like, that's what you dream of, that pure adrenaline rush. I've, I've never experienced anything in my life, and I never will.
you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm coming to terms with it now, but that's where a lot of my issues come from. You're chasing these highs and, you know, that you're used to. And that's, you know, after that, that's my standard of a high now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, but how are you going to emulate that? You, you know, can't. just the, the pure adrenaline was was outrageous. And know? what about being back in the shed? So Queensland last night in the women's, they win it. And I just look at those pictures in the sheds yeah. and they've got the shield they're celebrating, and what was it like at that time? Yeah, well, you know what? I remember doing the, just the lap at the end, and I remember seeing my parents, and that's probably what I was most proud of, because they sit there and they yeah. were put up with all the gibbers and the, yeah. the A-graders carrying on and bagging me. When I'm out, you don't care, you know? So for them to have that moment, but just to sit there, Origins, you know, I didn't play many Origins, but I've got my Origin moment. Absolutely. And, and I, I spoke at the, the um, Blues dinner before game one, I said, Nat, whatever you do in that blue jumper lasts forever. Yeah. You know, and they can never take it away from you. So no matter how good you thought, you may think I'm a bum, you may think I'm a bum, but tonight you sit down because I'm the man. You That's know? right. <laughs> Tomorrow you can think I'm a bum again. Yes. Tomorrow you can get back on your soapbox and say I can't play, but tonight you can't do You sit down, you know, yeah. I won the game tonight. That's so right. That, that feeling of knowing you at the highest level, you know, I only did it for a few games, but you had your, or had my moment and, you know, it'll last forever and, now I get to go on uh, all the lunches and keep ma- uh, getting an earn off it, which well, is fantastic. Well, Fincher, your two-year-old Mackenzie, one day down the track, she'll have grandchildren, probably great-grandchildren, and they will be able to bring up that footage yeah. of that moment in yeah, time. That's, right. that, that's the reality of it all, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and you know, it's like I grew up, and I'll never forget, I was a Newcastle ball boy. You know, yeah. that, that 95, that's the collisions with Chief. That's... Look, you take a look at that. That's something that lives, that will live forever. That's same thing applies, Spud. That, yeah. That'll be spoken about yeah. when when your kids have kids and grandchildren and whatever the case may be, that, that will always be there. As Finch, you said, they're little special moments and you sometimes they come up and you've got to take them. But are we sitting in a room here? Did you ever kick a field goal? I never kicked a field goal. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Thank you. I thought I was sitting in a room with three field goals. No. Yes, I actually it's did. Yeah, we would have kicked plenty of penalty goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never no, field goal. As a kid, Finch, I used to love going down to Greystones Oval. I used to kick them from everywhere. Like, yeah. seriously, it was ridiculous. So, and I went through from different you know, footies, from the from the leather footies. That's right. And then I, I always wanted a mitre footy. Yeah. Mitre. And yeah. remember the little pimples yeah. on it? Yeah. And I used to drill this thing. Anyway, well, they used them over at England, didn't they? They did. Yeah. That's I got mine from England. It was unbelievable because mum being a pommy. Anyway, in this game, I, I was... Yeah, you talk about things in. I was going to ask you, Finch, you're like, yeah, you would have trained, you would have practiced and practiced as a kid, blah, 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 in that moment and whatever. But I never thought about kicking a field goal myself. But I remember on the day. I was playing for South and we were playing, um, we were playing Parramatta, and I never I only lost one game in my whole career against Parramatta. Wow! Because I was I was a para junior, yeah, wanted to yeah. stick it up him. Yeah. Anyway, this particular day, my mate goes, "Mate, we'll have a go, pick the score, and um, kick a field goal." And I went, "Oh yeah, right, on, mate." Anyway, I, I had to sleep in the afternoon, and I must have thought about it because in the game, I remember I took the ball up, played, and I was sucking worms out of the grass. The ball went left. Next <laughs> thing, the ball come back to me, and I was for some reason. I hit this ball sweet. Right? I hit it 35 out. That went dead. Right, And the, you see the vision with me. Who are you playing for here? South. Yes, yes. Right? I've got the headgear on. Right? I've got the student shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. And I've got both arms raised. Yeah. How good is this? You know? But I actually kicked the field goal. Wow. It's that, quite that, incredible. That's a great trivia question. There's, there'd be no – like, and I know from my footy yeah. and hot history, there'd be no way in the world I would have thought you kicked the field goal. You, yeah. could make it a, you, could make, you could make it a multiple choice. Who's kicked the field goal? Mark Geyer, <laughs> Spud Carroll. 
or Chief Arrogant? That, that, that'd be a good trivia that question. Trivia question. Uh, to have you say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Now, some people, what I noticed, Spud, mm. you, you turned up here. Now, Finchie was sitting in your chair. Yeah. To me, you seem like a bloke who likes routine. That massive, massive, massive. Yeah. I, just, I, was just, I was, didn't have to say too much. You just looked at me <laughs> like, and I said, "Do you want me to go sit no, on that chair?" Yes, yes, big fella. It wasn't yeah, even but, a discussion, yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I, no, just no, no. I knew straight away. That, you no, know, with him being the younger up. person yeah. here, right? It's a bit of respect. I yeah. enjoy that, but I was happy to sit over there. But I just felt, mate, I'm I'm left side second row. I'm not right. Yeah. So you get a bit yeah. quirky with some things, do you? I was, I was quirky, quirky my whole career. Well, let's have a listen to Andrew Johns. Let's have a listen to Andrew Johns and what he thinks about the great Spud Carroll. Was there anyone who was? Really Mark anxious. Mark Carroll is just ridiculous. Well, what would he do? Pace the sheds? Or... He paced the sheds and he wouldn't like to see his jersey till about five minutes before he runs on the field. So he would just be stalking the sheds in shorts, no shirt. <laughs> I think a lot of it was show. But hitting things, hitting his, just going mental. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was five minutes or the two-minute bell would go. That's when the and he would just start yelling out, "Jersey, Jersey!" <laughs> Someone would run in the jersey. I was thinking, is this black serious? Just put your jersey on. Would that that's make, Spud. Yeah. Would that make everyone else on edge, or would that just would everyone no, just be just like, "All oh, right, there we go." Right, that's just him. <laughs> was that true, Spud? Oh, to the leather. I yeah. was, I was horrible. Yeah. I had routine. Uh, I don't know about you, Finch. But I had routine. You know, left foot. You know, sock. You know, all that. And I had to sit in the, every time I played rugby league. I had a certain area. I'd sit every ground. Yeah. And if anyone had their gear there, I'd move it. Would just you? move it. Yeah, just move it. But part of the routine, regards the sheriff, we had to put these because Bozo took my shoulder pads off me. Yeah. He said, when you come to Manly, you're going to get rid of that, and it was my headgear. Right. Yeah. I had to get rid of my mo. Right. I had to get rid so of. What, my what, why did he not want you wearing the headgear? Uh, just because you're fiddling it all the time, right? Yeah. And guess who picked it up? Beaver. Yeah. And he had a look at all the vision. He was always bloody playing with it, right? But it's just, that was Bozo. Get rid of that, your mo, my mullet. Yeah. And then he wanted to get rid of my shoulder pads. And I went, oh, my God, I felt naked. Yeah. So the sheriff used to put these little two millimeter, these these paddings in, and, and I'd never want the jersey until I walked out. And I, I knew exactly where it'd be. Yeah. It was my last vision piece to put. It's like artillery putting yeah. it on. yeah. And I'd go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, I'd come out and I'd slap myself that hard with water in my head and then I'd look around for my jersey. But when I was at Manly, blokes like Hop Wardy and Craig Hancock would hide it and they'd yeah. want to see the rampage of me <laughs> yeah. going through the sheds. But that was their way of relaxing. And, mate, yeah. by the time I went on the field, I was an absolute mess. Yeah. Yeah, you but, know, I'm glad we clarified that because the bloke telling that story is one of the greatest liars of all time. Is that right? Joey. Joey. Oh, talking about actors. So when he said that, I, I listened I listened to that uh, at home and I was like, you know what? Come ask, but I hope we could talk about that today. So, yeah, because you talk about actors, Joey is the greatest. Is he there? Oh, he's the best, mate. You'd be sitting having a beer, you'd have two sips of a beer, and his phone would ring again. Oh, get out here, the oh. man, Finchy, you're blind. <laughs> We've had half a scooter. <laughs> but you hear, hear him speak like that. I've, I've had that. I've heard that. Uh, someone sent that to me yesterday. And, and, uh, but the thing is about he's speaking a little bit funny because he's never spoken properly since um, Goddard punched the shit out of him. But the worst thing about him was, remember, Tommy just give it to him, give yeah. it to me. But I still remember that time when the catalogue went down. Um, I got in the sheds and Tommy grabbed me in a headlock back then. And back then he was a big heavy smoker. He had yeah. the breath of forty Alsatians. He goes, oh, "I love you, Spud. You did the catalog in a headlock, you know." But uh, how, how was that? Like, obviously, Spud, you're a big man, can hold your hands up, but still, like, it's it's a fighting. You're there to play footy, but your coach wants you to fight, and that's like, mate, you're 
We need you to fight. It's like, hang on, Matt. I want to try to concentrate on the game as well. 100% Finchie. But the, the whole setup was that uh, the first meeting was, you know, he's got this core cattle dog. We won the first game, won the second game. Come the third, someone thinking, this bloke's going to throw He wants me, someone to throw a punch and I'll have to do it. Um, and the only time he can really throw it is in the, in the scrum. He can't go and whack someone, play the ball. And as that lead up to that, Finchie, was, um, I remember I took the ball up and Clinton O'Brien come flying from the outside and I turned and hit him on the chin with a so-called elbow. But was he, he ran into me, and they, they dragged him off the pitch, and we had a backline player at the Sydney Football Stadium, yeah. and the worms are coming out the grass. Like, the state of orange is that fast, yeah. and we dropped the ball, and we're going, oh, thank God. Yeah. Then the trainer come on, who was a friend of Tommy, a bloke called Mark, Catalog, Catalog. <laughs> and I said to Joey, he was hooker back then, I said, stay, stay low, don't grab me on the shoulders, I'm going to do the catalog. And Beavis to look around and, oh, he, he put his head in. Yeah. And the poor bloke who copped it was that Craig Smith who played for St. George right. Laura. He had to replace the other dude. So he just come on, thinking I was just going to go and bond in. I went, whack. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's the straightest punch I've ever thrown. It's actually probably the only punch that ever landed. Yeah. But if you see the vision, mate, I've gone straight through him and he's convulsing on the ground. Then you see Goddard. I'm chasing Goddard and then what year was that, Spud? 97. 97. 97. 97. As my old man tells a great story about back in the Dragons days, the great Rod Reddy. Oh, yeah. One of the great players. Mm, hard man. He'd be in the second row and they'd pack into the scrum and he'd come from the second row Whack. and just unload on wow. the opposition front rower. But then as the opposition front row, they've all come up, he would look at his own front row and go, what did you do that for? And <laughs> so, so then the, the bloke he punched would be chasing around his teammate oh. all day because he had turned and watched, but it was, it was really uh, the great Rocket. I heard a story about Rocket. Um, well, actually, to lead into the story, mm. Craig Young. Craig Young, he played in the first ever Australian schoolboys team. My mm. old man was in that team. And, and you know this, and, Craig and Young. So, Craig Young's father was a very good um, soccer player. And Craig Young had never, ever played rugby league. Wow. And he trialled out for the, the trial at school, made it to the zone, made it to the region, made it to the state, made it to the, uh, to the state trials, rather. And he didn't want to tell his dad he was playing rugby league. This is Craig Young. So he said, oh, Dad, we're doing an excursion down there at Parliament in Canberra. Can I have some money to go to this excursion? But the excursion was actually trialling for the Australian team. And he made the team. He'd Incredible. never played rugby league ever. And he made the Australian schoolboys team. What a- Premiership winning captain. Yeah. Albert, one of the greats. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, all that sort of uh, good stuff. We won't see that in the state of origin these days. Um, you're not allowed to hit anyone. But there's no penalty for hitting anyone too hard. No. With a shoulder. With a shoulder. Well, just on – so Craig Young was captaining this game. It might have been for Australia or whatever the case may be. And Rocket Ready was second in line. And there was a big rap on their their captain and big forward. And that, that what they used to do back in the day in England, they'd stand in the sheds together. And so Rocket said to Craig Young, let me go in front of you. He said, what for? He said, I'm going to whack this bloke. And he said, you can't, you can't do that. He said, well, he can't send me off. I haven't been on the field yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. so, so he whacked him, and, uh, and there well, you go. That sort of got him on a great foot. Boys, uh, brought to you by the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to play. Uh, let's talk a bit of origin. So w- what's your, your su- Sunday standout? What are you expecting to see here Man of the match and a score. How do you see it playing out, Spud? I think we're going to see a more improved um, forward pack from the Queensland side. The Joy Arrow starting now. They've now got David Fafita coming off the bench. I think impact off the bench. But uh, I, I still can't see New South Wales not winning by 13 plus. Wow. Um, I just, that, that they can dominate for 60 minutes, hold them in the centre for 60, 60 minutes, and then take over. Uh, but as we spoke about before, we've got a great uh, back five. But um, I'm sure our forwards will do the work. They won't be over the top. 
There won't there be no complacency. Sure, it's up there, but who cares, mate? It's the same grass. Everyone's playing yeah. on the same grass. I'm thinking 13 plus, and I reckon uh, I think it's time for Cleary to stand up and uh, be counted. Cleary, man of the match, New South Wales 13 plus. Finchie, how do you see it going down? All thanks to the powerful three litre turbo diesel Isuzu D Max. Yeah, I don't expect the, the the complete domination that we had game one. That was, that was a yeah, they'll go down as one of the greatest Blues performances yeah. ever. Their their middle is so much better. Uh, Queensland. Yeah. Now, now I still think we win if we play to our best. We win. They can't. They can't beat us. But uh, properly, he's back. Uh, Christian Welsh is back, and he virtually didn't play the first game. He got yeah. Tino goes back to lock, which he played front row the first game. So that, that's an extra his leg speed and a uh, bit more you know speed and agility through that mobility. And for feeder, I'd play for feeder when he comes off the bench in the middle. Wow, I, I just think that's a better that's a better pack, which will certainly. Uh, tighten up their defence, try and control the ruck a bit more, which will give their edges a bit of a chance to, you know, at least try and contain uh, Tom and Latrell when they go to their edges. In the end, we've just got too much class. We yeah. wear them down, but I certainly think they've picked the better side. You've got premiership winners there. You know, you know Munster, DCE, DCE, you know, he's a premiership winner. Val. Val, like these blokes and like Spud's been there, they're, they're proud footy players. Yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to turn around and give another 60 points like they did game one. Uh, I expect a better performance from them. But, again, if we play near our best, I'm a bit like Spud. We win and should win, um, you know, comfortably. Yeah, I agree with Finch in regards to the middle. They have, in, yeah. they have in, increased their, their power through the middle. But the main person they're going to miss is Harry Grant. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've seen that kid play. Whatever, how many games he's played, he's, he's got the same effect as Cameron Smith. Yep. He can, he can change a game. He can see the vision, and I think he's going to be a massive, massive piece of their jigsaw missing. Uh, text message here. Goosebumps. Well done, Finch man. Yeah, appreciate that one coming through. Uh, and there's plenty more still to come right here on SEN 1170. For what it's worth, I think New South Wales sneak home. I, I think like they get home. game man of the match, too. I've got I think Teddy. you're in him, yeah. Yeah, Teddy's the man gonna, of the match. I think here. he's going to have a big one to skip up. The captain earns the shield for his state. That's what I think. That was our Sunday standouts. Brought to you by the three-liter Isuzu D-Max, born to play. Hopefully, the lockdown does not come, but it most certainly looks as though it's heading that way. Uh, thank you very much, Amen Brooksy. Thank you very much, uh, Spudman, and also Finchman. We do appreciate that. Everyone Thanks, have mate. a great Saturday, and uh, hopefully COVID behaves itself. But anyway, go the Blues. And also, uh, go the tip, Polly Gray coming up. Thank you very much, Chrissy Nelson. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.